It's time for Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean, with you every week on HealthyLife.net, the Positive Talk Radio Network, exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, world scriptures, and other books that matter, East and West, on God meditation, near-death experiences, ahimsa ethics of peace, including the vegan diet, education for a more peaceful planet. This week's program is part three in an ongoing series exploring the origins of Sant Mat, the path of the masters, the masters of the East, the masters of India. In previous installments on this series, I explored the origins of Sant Mat, going all the way back to Sanskrit and some ancient Hindu scriptures, Upanishads, the Bhagavad Purana, Bhagavad Gita, finding the roots of this spiritual path and these meditation practices, all the way back to ancient times in India, Hindu scriptures, and then eventually in the 11th century to Garaknath and the Nath or Nath yogis, Namdev, Kabir, Jayadeva, and the spiritual master of Namdev, Vishobar Keshar, was his name. And then in the 12th century, you start getting people called saints. And, of course, with Kabir and Guru Nanak, it really takes off in India and becomes a major spiritual path. Actually, many different spiritual paths have come out of the saint tradition, including uh, the Sikh religion, the Radha Swami faith, during part two, I explored the question of Tulsi Sahib's guru, the great mystery of certainly Sant Mat history, who was the guru of Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. And I showed how that sometimes masters say who their teacher is. If you look at their writings, how sometimes they list the greatest saints in all of Indian history, according to them, the greatest saints, Sufis and sages. And they come out with these lists of great names of the past, Kabir, Rumi, Mirabai, Shams of Tabriz. And then they'll put in a name of an unfamiliar, more obscure, but contemporary to them figure, like in the case of Swamiji Maharaj of Agra, he names Tulsi Sahib. He, he includes Tulsi Sahib of Hathras on that list, which just so happens uh, that was his guru. And I showed that Darya Sahib of Bihar was the contemporary, more obscure name that Tulsi Sahib of Hathras named in his various lists of India's greatest of all time saints. He, too, had lists that included Guru Nanak, Kabir, Guru Gobind Singh, Mirabai, and so on, and Darya Sahib of Bihar, who was, historically speaking at that time, a very obscure, contemporary character. And so for me, it's like, aha, Eureka, that right there is the name of his spiritual master. It's the, at least the only clue we're ever going to get uh, on on that question, which for me does resolve the question. And then during the program last week, I also shared how they look similar to each other. Tulsi Sahib had a similar appearance as Darya Sahib of Bihar and had a similar uh, 
teaching and uh, style and was more more like Darya Sahib. Tulsi Sahib was more like Darya Sahib than anyone else. And so those are additional points, kind of circumstantial evidence to go along with the one and only true clue, solid clue that we have, which uh, is that Darya Sahib of Bihar is the only living master, living saint that Tulsi Sahib named in his writings. And on this week's program, the spiritual teachings of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, a great figure considered by some to be the reincarnation of Guru Kabir. You'll get to hear this week on the program some mystical poetry of Darya Sahib of Bihar, so not quite so scholarly and a little bit more into the spiritual side of the teachings of Darya Sahib of Bihar and his spiritual master, Sat Sahib. Selections from the Sant Darya Sahib mission website on or summarizing the teachings of Darya Sahib of Bihar. Sat Parush, or God, the true eternal timeless being, sends souls, or Sant Sat Gurus, into the world to liberate living beings from the clutches of Kal, the universal mind, the lord of time and illusion. Kal is considered a kind of negative power, if you will, equivalent to uh, the demiurge in the Gnostic tradition, a kind of lesser god that likes ensnaring souls in the matrix labyrinth of the lower planes, and that's how he gets his power, the more souls that are attached to things going on in the lower realms. That means he has more power and can be a, a kind of king of a lesser kingdom for a children of a lesser god, <laughs> kind of a negative power, false god, or lesser being, known as the Kal Naringen, the universal mind, the lord of the matrix, the lesser god, the demiurge, as the Gnostics called him in their tradition. In the Gnostic tradition, uh, they pointed out that you have two different gods. There's God and the God above God, or God beyond God. One is very temperamental and moody. I mean, kind of getting into a George Carlin kind of mode, if you remember him, a comic from many decades ago. One god is sort of wrathful and moody and sometimes likes to drown people in a great flood, as in the flood of Noah story from the book of Genesis. The other god is Abba Father, an intimate, loving, compassionate god who wants to liberate Everyone doesn't want to drown anyone and is never throwing tantrums or moody at all, never is angry, but is a god of love and compassion. But the other god is a god of war who sometimes likes to slaughter uh, people and uh, is more of the throwing lightning bolts kind of god of thunder and war. But the New Testament god is a god of love and compassion God of forgiveness, reaching out to all souls. And so for Gnostic Jewish and Christian uh, spiritual paths long ago, they said, yes, this is a different being. You know, these are not the same. This wrathful tribal God of anger and war is not the same being as the God of all love, grace and compassion. They're not the same. Uh, 
And what happens is when you try to reconcile them and make them into the same, you end up with the wrathful tribal god. And then with that, you can go ahead and proceed and have inquisitions and crusades, kill heretics and do all sorts of bad things in the world. Because when you when you mix verses about the good God with the negative power together, you end up with more of a negative power, some killing, some war, some bloodletting. <laughs> and so you kind of lose that uh, more advanced, uh, compassionate God understanding when you do that. And that's what the Gnostics and Marcion and others in ancient times warned about. You end up with the lawgiver and another legalistic system and kind of lose the the truth, lose the mystical uh, teachings. And so that was an interesting uh, uh, thing to read in the Gnostic scriptures when they were unearthed in Egypt. You have the Demiurge, a kind of false god of the negative power, who's all about God and uh, is a god of uh, judgment and war and and payback and retaliating for the retaliation of the retaliation and all the wars of human history and certainly the Middle East, the Holy Land, uh, largely holy because it's full of bullet holes, you know, war and never-ending war, never forgiveness that breaks the cycle. And so uh, for Gnostics, there is uh, this kind of contest, this Manichaean struggle between the god of light and the god of darkness, the god of love, and the god of war. The god who's uh, counting and weighing and recording all of the shortcomings and transgressions versus the god of forgiveness who wants to erase all of that and liberate souls trapped in the lower realms of creation and let them come back home again. Two different gods is the Gnostic solution, and yeah, I think there's something to that, actually. I think that kind of looks more like the history that we have rather than trying to uh, do some sort of theological dance and reconcile two different gods and end up with a somewhat wrathful, moody, and tribal god of war. Or a god of war some of the time, but then all of a sudden schizophrenically becomes a god of love, forgiveness, and compassion on other days of the week. It's hard to do that. And so I think the Gnostic view of uh, scriptures, (laughs) I, I think, is a bit more logical and makes more sense of human history. But I digress. We speak here of the Kal Naringen, or negative power, uh, described in the teachings of Darya Sahib of Bihar, according to the Sant Darya Mission website. Sat Parush, the true eternal timeless God, the true eternal timeless being, sends souls, incarnates Sant Sat Gurus into the bodies of some who come to this world to liberate the souls from the clutches of Kal, the negative power, Lord of the Matrix, the lesser god of the labyrinth. Sant Darius Sahib came to the world under the instructions of the supreme being to liberate jivas or souls. Sant Purush came in the form of a living teacher to a village in Bihar, India, to spiritually guide Darya Sahib of Bihar 
and eventually made him a spiritual master to liberate souls that follow his teachings. Sant Darya Sahib became a Sant Sat Guru, a spiritual preceptor and guide for others. Sant Darya taught ahimsa or non-violence in thought, word, and deed against all living beings. According to him, unless the lamp of kindness is lit, the soul cannot find the path that leads to the Supreme Being. The teachings of Darya Sahib is above sectarianism, castes, and religions. People belonging to any race, any religion, any caste can be benefited from his teachings. According to the teachings of this saint, all the men and women are creation, the creation of Sat Purush, the Supreme Being. One should have love and respect for others as one expects love from others. Harsh words should not be spoken. One should see his own image in others. Sant Darya taught love and devotion to the Supreme Being only. According to him, no purpose is served by visiting places of pilgrimage if true devotion to the Supreme Being is missing. This is referring to going on the Hajj or going to the Ganges or going to some mountaintop or temple or some ritual being performed at some holy site, which is a big thing in Indian history, of course, and, and elsewhere, actually, pretty universally around the world. Sant Darya, according to the Sant Darya Mission website, taught against ritualism. The human body has all the 68 places of pilgrimage. It is the true mandir, or temple of God, in which the Supreme Being can be discovered and worshipped. God is within, according to the teachings of Sant Darya Sahib. Sat Purush, God, the true eternal being, is unborn, eternal, all-powerful, the creator of everything. He does not take birth and meet death. He is beyond description. The soul, or jiva, is the resident of Satlok, the true eternal realm. It has gotten entangled in the snare of Kal and is wandering in samsara, the material universe, the world of changes in different forms. This is referring, of course, to transmigration of the soul and reincarnation on the wheel of life and death. Sat Purush sends Sat, Sat Gurus to the world of samsara to teach the misguided souls. The Sat Guru knows the path that liberates souls from the snares of Kal. The soul, by following the teachings of the Sat Guru, gets liberated and goes to the permanent abode, the realm of permanence, known as Satlok, the true, eternal, timeless realm of the soul. And just to revisit an earlier sentence here, it says earlier in this paragraph, the soul is a resident of Satlok, the true eternal realm. It has gotten entangled in the snare of Kal and is wandering in samsara, the material universe or world of changes in different forms. But it's interesting, it says the soul is a resident of Satlok. It doesn't say the soul is going to return there. And that is because the soul 
is already there. It doesn't know it. It is operating a body with five senses and is caught up in the dream of this life in this world. But it's not like the soul is in the physical realm, is in the astral plane or some other lower realm and needs to migrate back home again. The soul is already there. The soul body is in the soul realm. The physical body is in the material realm. The astral body is in the astral realm. None of these have have to go from one dimension to another. They're already there in, in their home dimensions, if you will. So we in our in meditation our task is to become aware of the soul, to know ourselves as soul again. Know thyself. Get in touch with the self. So it's not like the self is traveling from point A to point B. The soul or self is covered, is is not aware of itself, is busy dreaming other dreams caught up in this matrix of illusion. And so it's not about the travel of the soul back home again. It is simply the individual meditating and becoming aware of their true identity as soul to uncover the reality of the soul. And so that's the only travel. The awareness may be, one's individual awareness may be traveling and learning and discovering and uncovering. But it's not like you have to travel thousands of light years to get back home again in some other dimension. The soul never left. The soul is already there. The key is it doesn't know it and can know it through meditation. It's more of an uncovering rather than a long journey in some sort of physical sense to go from one dimension to another. The soul is already in heaven. It just doesn't know it. And the path of the mystic is the path of re-identifying with the soul, about knowing it again, knowing itself, know thyself. Back to the website, devotion to Sat Purush, the supreme eternal being, alone can free the souls from the clutches of Kal, the negative power. Worship of polygods, ghosts, and other celestial objects have been discouraged by the saints. Observance of rituals and wandering in places of pilgrimage without true devotion serve no purpose. One should take only vegetarian food. The eating of meat is completely prohibited in his order. The Oria, uh, the the uh, order of Saint Doria, Sahib of Bihar. Saint Doria has advocated two paths for the attainment of Nirvana, according to the Saint Doria Sahib Mission website. One, the path of knowledge or gnosis, spiritual experience within, via meditation practice. And two, the path of bhakti, devotion and love. Those two things, gnosis and bhakti, together. This human birth is most precious and should not be lost in mere satisfaction of sensual pleasures, accumulation of wealth, and wielding power. Human birth should be utilized for the realization of Nirvan Pad, the realm of Nirvana. 
if this opportunity is lost, none can say when one would be fortunate to get the human birth again. The getting of the human birth is rare. One does not become high or low from his origin of birth. By acquiring virtues and doing good deeds only, one becomes high. So here, uh, reincarnation into the human form is considered a real question mark. You know, uh, some more astral type paths say, oh, you just keep coming back in the human form over and over and over again. In the 17th century, the 18th century, the 19th century, the 20th century. But here, and in this, and this is generally true in Eastern religions, they don't say if you're a, a human being that you'll just automatically reincarnate. It's a bit more of the spin of the wheel. Who knows, right? Human life is considered a great blessing, a great gift, a great opportunity, which one is encouraged to take advantage of, to gain enlightenment now. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio more after these messages. Spiritual Awakening Radio is heard every week at this time. My name is James Bean. SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com is my website where you can read articles, blogs. There are links to podcasts. There are links to social media where you can access daily spiritual quotes. Lots going on. Lots linked at my website. Donate button. Links to social media. Blogs and podcasts at spiritualawakeningradio.com. I'm planning on writing an article sometime on the two gods, you know, the good god and the negative power, the positive power and the negative power, uh, this theme that I spoke of uh, earlier. There are two Allahs. One is the beloved god of love and compassion of Sufi souls like Rumi, and there is a more wrathful tribal god of jihad that some seem to follow. And this is true of uh, most all faiths, most all religions. There seems to be uh, some who are loving and coming from a compassionate place. And there are others that are more sectarian, fanatical warriors into some sort of uh, conflict consciousness uh, Mm, jihad, proselytizing, you know, various more aggressive kinds of uh, ways of thinking. You have two uh, basic uh, pathways, uh, and that's generally true. Two gods, two Allahs, you know, different different approaches to religion, different approaches to spirituality some coming from a place of love and others coming from a place of conflict and conquest. Back to the Sant Darya Sahib website. The teachings of the saints, or Santmat, can be summarized by the following three points. Right gyan, or understanding. Right living and Simran, or mindfulness, repeating God's name and meditation, that third category, Simran, or spiritual techniques, spiritual exercises like Simran, mindfulness, repeating God's name, meditation practice, right living, peaceful ethical principles, and right gyan, or knowledge, or understanding, 
those three things peacefulness understanding or being taught and spiritual practice putting faith going from faith to knowledge or going from theory to experience a satsang discourse on Simran for God realization, an article by Domain Singh of the Sant Doria Mission website, founded by the Sangat of Sant Doria Sahib of Bihar. There are many kinds of sadhana or spiritual practice to realize God. The question is which is the simplest and most suitable for the average person? Many have realized God by repeating the name of God, the Guru gives the name at the time of initiation. Lord Shiva achieved immortality by repeating the holy name of the Supreme Being. The power of the holy name is beyond description. In the Ramayana, Sant Tulsi Das has said that the holy name of the Supreme Lord is more powerful than the Lord himself. In the Gita, Lord Krishna has said that amongst all the practices, the repetition of the name is the greatest. The name of the Lord has the capacity to reveal God. As practice progresses, the mind becomes more subtle and more subtle. Ultimately, the mind ceases and merges into the transcendental. In this method of meditation, one sits down, closes the eyes, maintains an easy and comfortable posture, and without moving the lips or tongue, mentally repeats the name given by the guru at the time of one's initiation. As the process progresses, the breathing becomes calm and even. One's mind becomes quiescent. When the mind becomes quiet, God speaks. If we listen to the inner voice, we find solutions to all of our problems and frustrations. By constant repetition of the name, one can conquer lust and passion. To face the ups and downs, which is natural in human life, there is no remedy better than ceaseless remembrance of God. Simran, mentally repeating God's name, also known as Zikr, or Manas Jap, as a way to remember God. Saints of the Narguna school of spirituality, devotees or bhaktas of the formless God, right from the time of Kabir have praised the power of Simran. Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar has described the importance of Nam Bhakti, or devotion to God's name. Darya Sahib says that the importance of Simran has been recognized for eons. Saints have praised its glory. A boat floats on the water, and whoever has to cross a river rides a boat. To sail through the ocean of life, which is so difficult, one needs a boat of Simran to cross the ocean of life. God at the highest level is formless, and few get the opportunity to see him in a form, body, or in the form of the Satguru. The holy name of the Supreme Being, which is beyond attributes, easily leads to the realization of the Divine. According to Sant Daria, the alphabetical name, the mantra, the sacred name, leads to the Lord who is beyond form. 
The name is a great medicine to cure all kinds of ills in this samsara, this world of changes. Simran of the holy name subdues the mind and leads to concentration. The mind is at ease and peace. It cures many physical and mental diseases. It improves the immune system. To sum up, the benefits of Simran are immense for this life and the life beyond. Those who develop interest in Simran are really fortunate and are making good use of their human birth. Once again, that theme that we don't know if we're going to reincarnate and come back again in the human form. We really can't know that. We can't blow off this life, making that assumption. It might be a false assumption. Mystics say life is a a rare opportunity which we should take advantage of and make as much spiritual progress as possible. And this simple spiritual exercise of repeating a name of God mentally is considered a great way to invoke the divine or positive power in life. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after these messages. love chapter of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, mystic verses from his writings. Without love there can be no devotion and wisdom. With love arisen there can be experienced with the Satguru's grace, divine love. With intensification of love one becomes in contact with the true sound. And like a lotus in water, abides in its peace and bliss. When love and endearment are firmly ingrained, one attains the elixir of Nam, the positive power, the light and the sound, and enjoys its bliss, being firmly entrenched in love and endearment, and being well steeped in devotion, one obtains true love. Have love for the lotus feet of the Satguru, O wise ones. This life is short. Give up needlessly extended discussions or debates. With love and wisdom arisen, one moves with detachment in the world. He who finds a Satguru, a living preceptor, has the true recognition of the path, says Darya. So long as the lover is not immersed in love, his evil thoughts are not washed away. If one's attention is not absorbed in the mystic inner sky, how can he see the wondrous inner sights? So long as the intense longing for the beloved does not arise, and the heart is not filled with love, the spiritual goal cannot be attained by mere observance of religious practices vows, and rituals. Whatever be the bulk of one's charity and virtuous deeds, one can find no foothold anywhere without devotion or bhakti. Have firm faith in love and devotion. Love is the essence of spiritual truth. Reflect on this saying of saints, this alone, by this alone, One is 
saved from the ocean of this world, the ocean of samsara. Without love, one goes to the abode of Yama, the god of death. Being endowed with love, one attains the immortal fruit. Blessed is the eye, which is permeated with love. Without love, it is like a pebble or a stone. Like a gardener without a garden, the eye remains empty without love. What is the state of being a human being without love? He is like one who is denied all delicacy and whose mouth is filled only with dust. Without love, one does not find the flow of the sound current. But when the flower of love blossoms, its fragrance is praised by all. Many are the paths prevalent in this world, knowing the proper wisdom. Work out your own salvation. He who obtains a wise and discriminating saint recognizes the path of liberation. The technique of love is truly the root of spirituality. Follow this technique as imparted by the Master. When with His grace the inner lamp is lighted, the true Nam, the support of all, comes to sight. Just as the lotus resides in the water, it does not come to bloom by water. Only when the light of the sun appears does the lotus open its petals, as the contemplative inner eye opens to see. The spiritual lotus likewise resides in the human body, which is like a pond. Its sustaining water is close to the lotus, but only when love for the Satguru arises does the inner lotus bloom and one becomes a devotee of the Supreme Lord's holy feet. Without love there is no spiritual path. The path lives in love. With intensification of love one comes in contact with the true sound. And like a lotus in water abides in its peace and bliss. When love and endearment are firmly ingrained, one attains the elixir of Nam and enjoys its bliss. Being firmly entrenched in love and endearment and being well steeped in devotion, one obtains true love. Without love, one does not find the flow of the sound current. But when the flower of love blossoms, its fragrance is praised by all. Some mystic verses from Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, considered by some to be the reincarnation of Kabir, who sounds a lot like Kabir in these mystic verses of poetry found in his writings. Sant Darya is the author of around 23 books. Most of these writings remain only in Hindi, behind the veil of Hindi behind the curtain of Hindi and not translated into English. But there is one book, Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, published by the Radha Swami Satsang Bayas, 
And there is the Sant Daria Mission website, which has some mystic verses of Daria translated into English by the webmaster Domain Singh of the Sant Daria group based in Bihar. I've been in touch with him by email over the years and have links to his website, the Sant Daria Mission website, at my links page. I can send you a link to this website if you like. I even have my own copy of this website, a backup copy of the website is made. I have that uh, created at a different URL because for a while his website was down and I just found this to be a priceless and wonderful website. And so I had someone actually copy it and put it at a different on a different server. I can send you the link to this. Send me an email and ask about that. My address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com com. Ask for the link to the Sant Daria website, and I'll send you information about the book of Daria's writings that have been translated into English as well. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after these messages. Welcome back to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My website, spiritualawakeningradio.com, serving as a kind of uh, link site to many of my other sites on the World Wide Web at various places, Twitter, Tumblr, Medium, Blogger, WordPress, HealthyLife.net's page of podcasts on demand, links page, daily spiritual quotes via social media. You can all... uh, you can all locate those uh, links, uh, my uh, donate button as well, by going to my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. My focus this week, the teachings of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, a very easy program for me to do because I'm a real fan of the teachings of Sant Darya Sahib. He seems to be uh, in the school of thought uh, of Kabir, very much uh, considered by some to be the actual reincarnation of Guru Kabir. He certainly uh, is someone in the line of masters uh, in the Kabir tradition, and his style of composition reminds me of other Kabir Panth literature, such as the Anurag Sagar, the Ocean of Love, and other Dharamdas Kabir Panth writings. The Brahm Narupan is another, all of this uh, literature, which speaks of Sat Purush and the negative power, the Kal Naringan, and this struggle between the two, the positive and the negative for souls here in this Gnostic matrix of creation. Back to my ebook called The Origins of Sant Mat, The Path of the Masters, which you can also request a free copy of if you send me an email. By the way, I can send it to you as a PDF file, uh, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Back to my uh, original uh, ebook on uh, the origins of Sant Mat, the Daria section. Sant Daria Sahib was born in 1674 in the Rotas district of Bihar, India. He was brought up and remained at that place for most of his life. Daria was apparently given his name by the family guru, someone we only know by the name Sat Sahib. 
Daria's birth was celebrated with great festivity. After the baby was one month old, a holy man visited his home, and the mother brought the baby before him. This holy man carefully looked at the baby from head to foot, asked the mother to take very good care of him, and named him Daria. So to be recognized later, Daria never looked upon him as a human being and always referred to him as the Lord or Sat Parush. Sant Daria got enlightenment at the age of 20 years of oh, years old, 20 years of age. He was initiated into inner light and sound meditation, Shabnam, also known as Surat Shabd Yoga, by this same family guru or Satguru named Sat Sahib that had been a major influence in Daria's life. In the book Darya Sahib, Saint of Bihar, published by the Bayas Satsang of uh, Radhaswami, Radhaswami Satsang Bayas, uh, is a, a life history of Sant Darya, and it describes spiritual succession, how the same family guru, Sat Sahib, appointed Darya Sahib to be his spiritual successor. And uh, for him, it was an attempt to jumpstart the spiritual path once again. He felt that uh, the tradition had been going astray, getting caught up in rites and rituals. And so, like all masters do, they reaffirm the eternal truths of the masters and make sure that the spiritual path is not entangled with maya, illusion, rites and rituals, dry traditions, but remains a living mystic path where people are having inner experiences of the light and sound and are having good meditations, receiving the proper spiritual guidance from a living mentor, a living spiritual teacher. And I want to share with you a little bit uh, from the teachings of Sat Sahib, also contained in the writings of Darya Sahib. Sat Sahib says, Priceless indeed is the name. Let one hold fast to it with proper concentration. Near such a person, call the Lord of time, death, and illusion, shall not go. While rising or sitting, let him fix his attention on it, and let him develop love for the divine light within. Let him abandon all deceptive worship of the gods and goddesses. Let him be absorbed in his real Lord, realizing him to be the truth. While rising and sitting, the Supreme Lord should be the center of his attention, and let him remain merged into the sound current by taking refuge under the truth in such a way. He will certainly overcome Kal Naringen. That's from Sat Sahib. Darya's spiritual master. Sat Sahib, Darya's spiritual master, must have been associated with the Sant Dharamdas or Kabir line of masters, as Darya's writings reveal he was greatly influenced by the teachings of Kabir, Sant Dharamdas, other Dharamdasi literature like the Anurag Sagar, the Ocean of Love. And according to those affiliated with the Sant Darya branch of Sant Mat, Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar is even believed to have been a reincarnation of Guru Kabir. According to the webmaster of the Sant Darya Mission website, the name Sat Sukrit is considered to be a very sacred name in the Darya Panth, the Darya Sangat. 
in Bihar. According to the Dharamdasi tradition of the Kabir Panth, Satsukrit is Kabir's original name. During a previous epoch, an age of time known as Satyuga, it says in the Anurag Sagar of Kabir, in Satyuga, my name was Satsukrit. So these folks really do believe that Darya Sahib was the reincarnation of Kabir. And that Kabir, according to the belief of most everyone in the Sant tradition, uh, Kabir is considered a kind of proto-master who incarnates during each of the four great yugas of time to create disciples who can become masters, who can become spiritual successors of Kabir and initiate people. And for many generations, this process of mentoring goes on. Souls uh, learn of the meditation practice. And whenever the spiritual path dissolves, gets caught up in illusion, and goes kaput, he comes back again to refound the spiritual path on planet Earth. He keeps reincarnating during each of the yugas of time to reboot the mystic path. And this has been going on for ages upon ages. Thanks for joining me this week on Spiritual Awakening Radio.